family. Welcome to the Peace in the Middle podcast. My name is Wakia and I'm your host. Today, we're going to talk about stress and anxiety. So initially, I was going to actually say we was going to talk about stress and the holidays, but I realized that's not really my truth. <laughs> I just want to talk about stress as a whole. Um, so this is November 2018 and you know, right now everybody's rushing around like crazy people uh, getting ready for the holidays. Whether you're trying to decide if you're going somewhere or you, or you, if you're not going somewhere. If you're going somewhere, you know, where are we going to stay? If, if you know, um, what, should, what should we bring? If you're not going anywhere and you stay at home and cooking, then that means, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're cooking, who's going to bring what. You know, making sure there's games or something for people to play afterwards. You know, making sure there's no dead silence. You know, doing all these things. You know, getting, you know doing all the host work to try to get ready you know for your for turkey day and then of course right after that we run right into smack dab into you know uh the christmas christmas holiday and so you know statistically what it has been shown is that people start to feel a high level of stress particularly during this time right so um i want to talk about you know that stress and then how we deal with or cope with or um, in many cases do not <laughs> deal with um, it you know whatever that it is so November is is a very significant month for me because it's also my birth month so typically for my birthday what I normally do is I literally take a week off of work and I literally go and serve that entire week. So when I say serve, I mean I go out, I volunteer, I feed the homeless, I, you know, um, stop and, and pump people, buy and pump people gas. I go to restaurants and just buy people meals in the restaurant. I go to grocery stores, I buy people groceries in the grocery store. I go, you know, I go work at shelters. I will go work at, um, you know, um, Habitat for Humanity. I try to do whatever I can do that week to serve. And I do that really as my, as, as a way of worshiping God. Like that's how I worship him. That's how I show him how I'm so appreciative. So for how many years he's given me on this earth. So initially started out with me saying, okay, well I'm turning 38 and then with 38, that means I need to do 38 acts of service in, in this one week. Right. <clears throat> and I found that I could pretty much knock that out in one day if, if, I, if I put my mind to it. So now at 42, you know, that means you know, I try to do 42 acts of service. But 9 times 10, like I said, I usually knock that out by Monday. You know, Monday I pretty much have that unlocked. So then, you know, the rest of the week is like overflow. The rest of the week I'm really just, I'm just in a straight phase of worship. I'm getting up every day. I'm, 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 I'm really leaning in, trying to be um, understanding what God wants for me to do and, and, what he, and you know, what he would have me to do that day. So I say all that not to brag and not to boast by no means. I really just say that because I just want you to know that I love people, right? I love people. I love watching people. I love, um, I love people. And one of my, and the reason I started this initially, well, one of the things I really love about doing the week of acts of kindness or what I call my love week is because you're, you're going out and you're doing these random acts of kindness for no reason you know it's not because these people have you know had some kind of natural disaster they haven't had some you know huge thing happen at least not publicly that we all know about um to them they're just it's just a tuesday you know what i'm saying you know they just happen to get the grocery store at the right time you know what i'm saying and and i literally you know ask that the holy spirit guides me into helping whom i'm supposed to help right because it's an intentional thing and it's, a, it's an intentional thing and so um 
based off of that, based off of that, what I can say is, you know, I, I love people and I watch people all the time. And you know, I watch people all the time. That's probably one of my favorite things to do because people are fascinating. What I have learned in these in these 42 years of life is that while we're all different, as in uh, shapes, sizes, and colors, and, and you know creeds and religions and everything, I realize that when it all gets down underneath it, we all essentially want love. We want to we want someone to love us, and we want to be loved. We want to be included. We want to be we don't we want to be accepted. You know we want to be respected. We want to be appreciated, you know, um, we want to, we, we, we want our voice to count and we want to be seen. We want to be seen truly for who we are, you know, for what we bring to the table, for um, just the fact that I'm just, I'm here, you know, I'm taking up this space and I deserve this space just as much as you deserve this space, right? It doesn't mean that I'm better than you. It just means that I also, I'm not, I'm not less than you, you know, so that's that's what I find to be true. That's what I find that most people, um, well, well, that's 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 the commonality thread of pretty much what I see. I see for the most part, most people aren't just rude just to be rude. Um, a lot of times, people be rude and they not they not really paying attention to you. Like they just they be so wrapped up in their own stuff that it's it's not the fact they was doing it to try to you know go out of their way to be rude. You know, obviously there are some exceptions to the rule, but but typically typically what I see is that people are just living their own life and they're not even paying any attention at all to what your life is about. And you see this a lot more like in during this time of year, especially when we get towards uh, like what, Black Friday, right? You go to buy Black Friday and even if you think you're just going to run in real quick and get something real quick, people be so rude. They, you know, they, you know, you have to, you know, fight just to get a parking space. You have to, um, you know, rushing to get this one, two items that they had on sale, you know, um, that they, the bait they used to get you to the store and I ain't got to have two, I, two, two of those things really there for that price. And then people be so rude. And I mean, even if something as simple as you just wait in the food court, like to get a pretzel from Auntie Anne's and you're just standing there and people walking all in between you and they don't even say, excuse me. So then when you get that one person who walks through and say, excuse me, you're almost blown away because wow, this person stopped for a second and actually noticed that I was standing here. Like I noticed I was here. And so what I, what I find is, is that everybody really just wants to be seen and they want to be, they, they want their space to be acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, they just want, they just, they just don't want to feel like they're nothing. Right. Um, so, and while, while I'm doing my love week, I, I also see stuff like how random acts of kindness can really just break a person down. Like, I, I remember I was at a grocery store one time and I uh, finished buying my groceries. The person who was behind moved, moved up, to, you know, to take my place in at the little uh, thingy to pay for his groceries. And as his stuff was being, you know, scanned, I said, sir, you know, uh, God just uh, told me to bless you and, and buy your groceries. Would you mind if I buy your groceries? And, you know, this man, he was a, you know, you know, I guess around about my age or whatever, a man. He was actually a soldier. And, you know, this man got so choked up. Like, he got so choked up, um, you know, from this one act. He was like, he was, he was like, he's like, sister, you just don't know. You don't know what I'm going, you know. He's like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I was like, you know, God bless you. You know, thank you so much for allowing me to do this for you. Um, 
you know, and I, I did that and I said, you know, have a good day. But while he, but while he was scanning his groceries, you know, obviously he and I was just sort of sitting and just chit-chatting. And I realized it's how people have so much stuff going on in their life, right? People have so many things going on in their life, but they don't look like it, right? And that's, and that, that, that in some ways can obviously be a, um, sometimes it could be a curse, right? It could be a curse because you don't necessarily look like it, right? You don't look like you're going through anything. And because you don't look like you're going through anything, um, nobody really stops to ask you, are you okay? And then because you don't look like you're going through anything, usually you got pride and you don't want to deal with the, the fact of being rejected. You don't want to deal with the fact of being talked about. So then you don't even tell anybody that you're going through anything. You know? And so then you get to the point where after a while you start feeling as if nobody really cares about you nobody really thinks anything about you um nobody cares that you're going through all this stuff nobody sees all the stress that you have going on in your life you know um and it's not the fact that nobody sees it's really because of the fact you really didn't say anything how am I supposed to know because I'm also going through stuff in my life and I'm also walking through things in my life and I also got things going on here and and you know um and it's not that I'm being rude. It's just the fact that, you know, I got my own stuff going on. And everybody isn't as observant, right? Um, so what I would say is, so I was, so this right here is coming really from Second uh, Corinthians 12 chapter, Second um, Corinthians chapter 12 verses 6 through 9 and it talks about the apostle paul so apostle paul talks about how you know how he's writing to the Corinthian church and he was saying how you know i'm not trying to boast about the things i do whoop, whoop, yada yada he said because in real life i know he said i can tell you all the things i've done and that will all be true however i also have a thorn god has also given me a thorn in my side you know, I have a thorn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he said, this thing attacks me like Satan. Like he said, it's like, it torments me like Satan. Like every time you turn around, it's just not where I need, I'm not where I need to be. And so really that's basically saying that, that Paul was going through something. Like he had something, something going on with him that um, he just couldn't shake. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't where he needed to be. But what I loved about it is, is because he wrote to the Corinthian church and he was telling them his truth. So he didn't sit there and try to suffer through it in silence. You know what I'm saying? He didn't sit there and act like he had it all going on. He didn't sit there and pretend like everything in this world was fine when it's really not. You know, um, I was listening to a well-known uh, bishop yesterday. And one of the things he said that was I felt was so enlightening was he said, you know, he said, I can ask right now for a donation and he said y'all will go in y'all bank accounts right now and almost clear y'all bank accounts out giving me a donation especially if i told you that with the size of that donation is gonna be the size of your breakthrough right he said however one thing i cannot get christians to do is tell the truth <laughs> he said a christian would never tell the truth about how they really doing he said, he said, for instance, you could be going through all this craziness and instead of you stopping and saying, no, I'm, 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 I'm sad or no, you know, I'm having problems with my marriage or no, you know, my children are acting crazy and whoop the whoop and yada, yada. You won't say anything. You will just be like, I'm blessed and highly favored and all is well. And you, you know, and praise the Lord. And you know what I'm saying? walking in my breakthrough and all this man all this all this stuff and then yes and all when you get home you're popping pills like left and right or you are you're, or you're eating everything in sight or you're shopping like the, a, a bad person you know what i'm saying um you're doing all these things to sort of 
sort to help you uh, deal with the fact that um, mentally and emotionally and spiritually, you're just not at peace. You're just not there. You're just sad. You know, we all have things in our life that isn't, that isn't quite where we want them to be. We all have something. We all have something that we don't really want to talk about at parties. We all have something that isn't quite, mm, you know, isn't quite right. We all have areas in our life where we wish we would have done it differently. We, would have, we wish we would have said this differently. We realize now with age and wisdom that we didn't play that correctly. We all have things in our life where that is a, tr- where that is a truth. You know, some people can easily take those things and deal with those things and accept, huh, that was a great learning lesson and let me figure that that was, that was a great lesson and let me figure out how to work it. And then some people don't let it go that fast. Some people reflect on that instead of saying, oh, um, I failed to do, you know, I failed that task or I failed this, that and the third. They say I am a failure. That's how that's how they look at that. And they're so busy looking at all their flaws and all their mishaps. They just start to think that they're not even worthy to do anything. And so when you get to that point, you're so extremely sad to where you can't even really feel like you, you, you can't even see. You just can't see. You can see. It's just all dark. You know, it's just all, everything you see is gloomy. You know what I'm saying? You just don't have any joy. So I love how the Apostle Paul was brave enough to tell his story. He was brave enough to tell his to tell his church, his church people, his church, you know, that, you know, yeah, I've done I've done a lot of great things. And y'all all know this to be true. Like, yeah, you, in, in real talk, I am that I am that person. I am that, you know, I wrote two thirds of the Bible. People, I'm doing big things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, that is his truth. But he also was man enough to say, however, I have this thing. And because of this thing, it torments me. And I'm really not where I need to be. And um, I've asked God repeatedly. He says three times I asked God to remove this thing from me. And God did not. And he says, so now he's come to accept the fact that at this point, you know how we do it. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And what he says is, you know what? Lord, take it from me. And what he said, and, and, and God doesn't. He says, and finally, what, what God says to him, what Jesus says to him is that, you know, what God says to him is, my, my grace is sufficient for thee. Which basically means that I believe that God gives you new grace and mercy every day. You know what I'm saying? And so, because of that, that what you're going through today, he has enough grace to cover that. Right? But I love the fact that that Paul was open enough to tell his story. So when I talk about this whole thing about stress, what I encourage all of you to do who who was going through these moments of sadness and going through these moments of feeling overwhelmed, what I encourage you to do is don't suffer that thing in silence because you don't have to. What I tell you to do is find someone you can trust and talk to that person and I hope that you find someone who 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 is a who is a faith so they can finally pray for you. And if you don't have anybody you trust, then I ask that you that you go to a therapist and you talk about it. You know, you you try to get it out in some in some shape, fashion, or form because that way you don't find yourself stuck believing lies. That way you don't find yourself believing tricks of the enemy. You won't find yourself believing lies about about yourself, about your life, about your possibilities, about your truth. So I encourage you, encourage 
I encourage you to please be brave enough to stop walking in fear of being rejected and fear of being talked about because here's a hint they talking about you anyway <laughs> I mean so you might as well give them something to talk about as far as I'm concerned you know um, but I, I, w- I would set, I would really say in this season this is a time where we're breaking curses we're breaking strongholds right and because of that part of that means that you go out here and you talk to people you talk about what you're going through because there is so much freedom in, in telling your truth and telling your story we're not meant to have it all together we're not not meant to always you know to always you know uh feel like everything is perfect there's nobody in the bible who 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 felt like all the time like everything was great i mean even jesus <laughs> when he was in the garden of gethsemane and he was about to get get crucified and he knew his time was coming he was like lord please take this cup from me like you know and he was he's pretty much saying like god like look daddy i know that this was the plan like i realized this was the plan i realized this is what we agreed i was gonna do whoop the whoop yada yada However, I done checked out that whole crucifixion thing and that thing is craziness. Like, I don't know if this is really what I'm trying to do in my life right now. You know, so he begs him. He like, please take this from me. Like, please take this cup from me. And in that case, God does not. Because here's the thing, family, quiet is kept. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes he just says no. Does not mean he does not love you. Does not mean that he does not care about you. Does not mean he does not see you. Does not mean that he does not, that no, he's planning on using that no. That is all part of his story. That is all part of his plan, right? That is all part of the plan for what he's got, he has for you to do. I'm sure when Jesus was begging God to take that cup from him, I'm sure if God were taking that cup from him, Jesus would have been cool with that. He'd be like, all right, good job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good job. Good job, Lord. I'm, I'm thank, thanks, Father. I'm, I'm good with this, you know. But G, but God said no, and Jesus had to do that thing anyway. But he still talked to God about it. You know, he even talked to his disciples prior too, when he was like, you know, I'm you know I'm going through. Please pray with me. You know, so I'm, ple- I'm please going. You know, y'all don't understand right now. I'm just not where I need to be. Please pray with me. You know what I'm saying? Please pray. Please pray. Now, them jokers didn't pray, obviously. They kept falling asleep. But hey, there there it is. You know, but he did tell them. So what I tell, what I, what I caution you and what I beg of you to do, um, I caution you about putting on your front and putting on your mask and trying to hold all that craziness in. I encourage you to be brave enough to tell your story. So again, my name is Wakia, and I'm your host here at Peace in the Middle. I love you all. I pray that you have a wonderful, blessed holiday. And you're here for me again probably in December. All righty, family. Talk to you soon.